Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone across the state of Mississippi, coast to coast, border to border. It is a Monday, July 19th. Glad that you're with us here on our Mississippi network of stations on the Super Talk affiliates across the state. Talking Southern Miss sports for the next hour. Joining us a little bit later on will be Eric Pancho James, who was one of the most prolific, I guess you would say, school mascots that really kind of started uh, the evolution of the mascot to be more of an entertainer than anything else. And many of you probably didn't even know that his real name was Eric. (laughs) So we're going to talk to Pancho James in just a little bit and then get you up to date on uh, our news headlines at Southern Miss. And in our final segment today, Conference USA college football right around the corner, and already prognosticators are talking about some coaches being on the hot seat in Conference USA. So we're going to break them all down for you, let you know how safe jobs are and how maybe unstable some other jobs are, all from Conference USA still to come. Our first segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickie's Barbecue just in time for the college football season. There's no other place to go for your tailgate needs. Then Dickie's you can drive through and pick up, or the dining room is also open. All you have to do is drive by Dickie's and roll down the window, and you'll smell exactly what you're going to be able to taste. And there's nothing like it. Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, and we are glad of our partnership with Dickie's Barbecue. We thank them for their sponsorship. Let's tell you what's going on in the Southern Miss world today. Frank Gore Jr., the Golden Eagle outstanding football running back, is on the Maxwell Award watch list. That was that was a noted sometime over the weekend. Of course, the Maxwell Award goes to the Outstanding College Football Player of the Year. Frank Gore Jr. last year averaged almost six yards per carry. In fact, when you look at uh, last season's schedule, there were three games, three games that he rushed for over 100 yards uh, against North Texas. He ran for a season high against uh, North Alabama and then Florida Atlantic in the last game last year. So three games over 100 yards rushing. And in those games, Southern Miss went 3-0. and So that should certainly go without saying how valuable Frank Gore Jr. is. Good luck as he is now on the Maxwell Award watch list. Southern Miss men's golf coach Eddie Brescher shooting rounds of 71, 70, and 69 was the low amateur of the 2021 Mississippi PGA Trustmark Invitational. Six birdies in the final round in route to the victory, and we're going to, we're efforting uh, Coach Brescher for the program tomorrow or Wednesday. The next golf State's PGA event is the Senior Championship. That will be conducted at Laurel Country Club July 26th and 27th. Southern Miss pitcher Gabe Shepard apparently headed back to Southern Miss. He was draft eligible as he turned 21 in March and went to the Mahoning Valley Scrappers 
which is a Major League Baseball draft league, had a good summer with a 1.50 ERA and turned down a couple of free agent offers to apparently return to Southern Miss. So, and, of course, he's been battling injuries, and he understands how all that kind of works. And so now with kind of a chip on his shoulder wanting to prove what a good pitcher he is, and, of course, up his stock draft, Gabe Shepard apparently headed back to Southern Miss for another year. And Steve Rouse, who was a longtime videographer for Southern Miss, worked in public relations uh, in the sports information department, wore a lot of hats, got his uh, radio, television, and film degree from Southern Miss in the mid-'80s, has passed away. Steve Rouse was a good friend not only to Southern Miss but Golden Eagles everywhere. And a lot of the work that he did behind the camera uh, you would see you know, over the years and not even know that, that he – shot that video or put things together. So um, our condolences to the Rouse family as uh, Steve Rouse has passed away. All right, that's kind of a little bit about a lot of things. Joining us now in our studio here in Hattiesburg, the First Bank studio, is Eric Poncho James, one of the early mascots in Southern Miss history. And, of course, the now famed picture that has kind of gotten some legs of its own poncho that picture of you dressed as the golden eagle next to bully the bulldog at jackson's veterans memorial stadium with i think it was a, a coors light uh, cooler or something that's actually that's actually you that, yep, in that yep. in that costume and i can tell you um i remember that that whole weekend if you remember how everybody used to drive the jackson i mean it was bumper to bumper sure. all the way and um I've, i'll never forget this i had a two-toned pontiac uh, Grand Prix, and some of the cheerleaders were riding with me. Can't remember who all was in there. And but, you, you wouldn't want to indict them anyway. No, no, no. But, <laughs> yeah. but maybe John Robbins might have been in. But anyway, uh, Mike Mason, maybe. Anyway, I'm not going to mention any names. But okay. anyway, so so we drive, and we had to go to a pep rally in McGee. And we were running late. You know, we were having a big time, and um, we were going to do a pep rally at the bank in McGee, and then ride, didn't get on to Jackson. Well, I had, back in the day, I had a cool radar detector. It mounted under your dash, and it was in your grill, but we couldn't hear it. I mean, we were just, we had the music blaring, and we <laughs> right. were riding down the road, and I was flying. We were trying to get to this and get to the game. So uh, the highway patrol, I don't know how long it was behind me before I realized I'm being pulled over. We pulled over, and it's the, the, the biggest black man I think I've ever met in my life. Great guy. I think, it's, I think it was uh, Honeysuckle. Everybody knew him. Okay. Been around for a long time. So he pulled us over. And he wanted to see, you know, see my driver's license, and we were speeding. And he says, um, are you in a hurry, sir? And I said, uh, yes, sir, we going to a pep rally in McGee. And uh, he said, are you a cheerleader? Well, I said, well, no, sir, I'm the mascot. He, he looked at me. He said, you the eagle? I said, yes, sir. And my tag actually said poncho. He said, you took my um, – it was a potato chips or peanuts or something. You know, they stand by the cannon. Auto Highway Patrol stand by the cannon. Well, I kind of slipped behind him, and I grabbed his potato chips or his peanuts, whatever. When you were a mascot. Yeah, and yeah. I was handing them to the crowd, and they were getting what they wanted. And when I went back to him, I turned him upside down. It was empty, and I gave it to him. And he really couldn't do nothing with, you know, 30,000 people looking at him. Right. This was right here in Hattiesburg, and he said, <laughs> um, I'm going to get you. And he's kind of under his breath. And we, this was the Highway Patrol whose peanuts or whatever I took. What are the odds? And right. um, he was a great guy. He was, you know, he finally said, all right, I want you all to slow it down. And y'all beat the hell out of state. <laughs> That's what he said. He was a great guy. So, um, but but back I had but, this ice chest in my car, and it wasn't empty. <laughs> I, I can imagine. So we get to the stadium, and somebody said, "I bet you can't get that in the stadium." I said, "I bet I can." 
So I grabbed, I had two lawn chairs, and I grabbed that ice chest, and I had my eagle suit was in this big old bag. You, you, the head was so large and the feet right. so large. And I'm carrying all this stuff through the gate, and I had a sweatshirt that said um, mascot. And I'm going in, and he said, man, you got a lot of stuff. I said, yeah, we just got some props for some pictures later. <laughs> and he didn't even ask about it. <laughs> so the bully and I got to talking about setting it up, you know, kind of like a beach atmosphere. Or a tailgate party or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and if yeah. you looked around, there's a lot of styrofoam cups. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that picture has really, I mean, I've had people that text me. and Yeah, it's got a life of its own. It has, and I actually tracked down the bully that was in that photo. Okay. My wife got with Bill McGillis when Bill was here, and they did a remake of that shot when we played in Jackson. I'll be darned. And uh, I called the, and I ran him down, and he is a, a military guy in, in uh, Meridian, I believe. Great guy. He remembered us doing the deal, and um, it was really good to catch up with him. And and that was one of the funner moments that but, has lasted a long time. But but you weren't. That was not the beginning of your mascot career. You actually started at Pearl River Community College. Yeah, that that's a story in its own. Um, I you know graduated Picayune High School, eighty one. Go Maroon Tide. Yeah, Roll Tide. And uh, Jimmy Johnson was a that's right coach a coach years there. ago. Yeah, so. Um, I was in Pearl River Hall, and we were trying to make some shelving and whatever, and I, I noticed they had the milk crates behind the cafeteria. Well, I rode a unicycle. So I grabbed those. I was just going to get four of them. It's, the multi-talented Yeah, and it in. says, thou should not steal on the milk crate. Well, I wasn't stealing. I was going to borrow it for of a course. little while. Of course. Put it were. back when I left left there. Well, the, the policeman there, T-Roy, if he wasn't drinking, if he was drinking, it was, his, his name was Troy. But if you're coming from Bugaloosa, it was T-Roy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he said, no, you can't have that. I'm riding a unicycle. So I, next thing I know, I'm in front of Dean Miller Hamill. You remember Dean Miller Hamill? Been yes. there forever. Great guy. I stay in touch with him. And uh, he didn't like me doing that. But anyway, he said, look, we're going to have a mascot this year. And if you'll try out for it, I'm going to let you slide on this. And I said, well, can I keep the milk crates? He said, no, you can't keep the milk crates. So I was the first mascot they ever had at Pearl River Junior College. So did yeah. you have any idea? What a mascot was supposed to do. No clue. No clue. It doesn't come with a scope of work or a scope of scholarship or a scholarship most doesn't even come with. So I had the best time. I mean, I would give Senator Stennis a tour of the campus in my Wildcat. I would ride my unicycle in parades. I would uh, the basketball games. It was just I had a great time. But but part of, part of the attraction had to be. The anonymity, the fact that nobody knew it well, was you. No, no, you correct, and you and you and a mascot doesn't talk, you right? Don't speak. Everything you do is body language and stuff like that. So, I mean, you met so many people. It's just a wonderful time. Yeah, and we're going to continue to talk about that and and how you developed the persona and the character of Seymour on the campus of sure. Southern Miss and some sure. more great stories that you'll probably only hear here on the Eagle Hour with our guest Eric Poncho James this Monday installment of the Eagle Hour. We'll continue after this commercial break. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Kelly Sander in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson have the day off today, and I'll be with you actually through Wednesday, along with our producer engineer Michael Mergens. We're flying the plane together today. The second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart, the big yellow building right across from the main campus at Southern Miss. The thing I like about Campus Bookmart, it doesn't matter what you're in the mood looking for, whether it's a fire pit for your backyard, whether it's a flag for the front yard, garden flags, keychains, coffee mugs, thermal coolers, you name it. They've got everything with the latest uh, Southern Miss logo on them. And I have to talk to us full-figured guys for a minute, us bigger guys. They've got other sizes, believe me, other than small, medium, or large. If you're one of those guys that, that needs two or three or four X's in front of them, they've got some of those as well. And thank goodness for them remembering us when it comes to apparel and swag. At Campus Bookmart, they're available 24-7 on the World Wide Web as well. For those of you into alliteration, we continue our discussion now with Eric Poncho James, who he and, and this is me talking now, Poncho, probably you, Jamie Arrington, Benji Barham and Lamar Lott were probably the most the most um, recognizable, so to speak, mascots because of the the personality and personas that you that you created, and and I dare say that the way that you approached uh, Seymour in making him come to life was is that everything you're not supposed to do back then at a sporting event almost seemed like a dare to you and that you were going to do it. In fact, I hear tell that when Southern Miss played at Alabama in a football game, you were nearly arrested or were arrested? Well, I was on the verge of being arrested. I was in the tunnel to be arrested. So basically they said, you know, stay away from the goalpost, don't fool with the goalpost. And, um, well, I'd already planned to climb the goalpost with a teddy bear and tear it up. You know, and Bear, I did. Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. And, I mean, I was just trying to, you know, we had a few fans at that game. We didn't have many because they don't give us many seats. We had this one little section. In the and corner. I, and I wouldn't very, I wouldn't go very far from there because once you get out that one zone, they don't like you at all. They don't even want you there. So I had an opportunity to climb the goalpost. And I was up there, and I'm tearing a teddy bear, ears going here, legs going there. And something stung me on my ankle. I've never felt it, that pain before. And, and, and a you, policeman and, hit me with a one of billy sticks because I wouldn't and, come down. And you had the garb on; your legs were well, covered with the. Yeah, all I had on was leotards. Okay. The, the, the old eagle suit stopped right here. Of course, I had the big fuzzy feet below the knee. Yeah, if he would hit my foot, I'd been great. But no, he got me right in the right spot. And it anyway, I got down. I came down off the goalpost, and they took me into the uh, breezeway, the tunnel, right. if you will. Well, the 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 uh, big owl came in there. The elephant. He took his big trunk off. And um, we were just at mascot school together in Memphis. Okay. And uh, I was apologizing, you know, promised I wouldn't do it no more. I, I would stay right in my section. And uh, anyway, he talked him out of a re- – I mean, because they really – I violated one of their cardinal rules. You're just not supposed to do that. You know, it's almost like – you know, Was it you weren't supposed to climb the goalposts or you weren't supposed to desecrate Bear Bryant? Well, all of those. <laughs> and you're not supposed okay. to get into the end zone area at all. Okay. That's, that's, that, you don't do that. You know, you know same thing in, a- in Athens. I got thrown out before the game. I think we may have talked about before that. the game. Well, yeah. The um, <laughs> if you know Athens, Georgia, the fields, the way it's set out, you know, you got these big, beautiful hedges down sure. each side of the field where it gets its Man, nickname. Man, so I'm getting warmed up, and we got our 500 fans there. That's probably all the tickets they let us have. And I would get running real fast, and I'd dive, and I'd land in the middle of the hedges, and I pretend like I was swimming, like I just put my hands out and pat, 
paddling my feet. Right. Well, I didn't realize how bad I was smushing those hedges down. So after about the third time they smushed down, I mean, they got me midair, and I went right down on my beak. Oh, the no. Next, the next picture in the state in the newspaper the next morning is I'm looking through the fence, have my hand, my, my eagle head, and I'm looking. Eagle ejected before kickoff. <laughs> but they did let me come back in at halftime. Well, I, I think we all know how painful smashing your beak can That's, be. Yeah, it wasn't right. good. <laughs> but really, you know, talking about getting in trouble, there were a lot of Ole Miss fans that really wanted your hide b- based on some behavior that you exhibited at a Southern Miss Ole Miss football game, yes? Well, you know, we didn't have much to lose at these games. So, I mean, why not really get our fans into it? Because, you know, all we want to do is beat Ole Miss. So I was pretty good back in the day on a unicycle. I mean, I could ride a unicycle. So I actually tied a rebel, uh, stuffed rebel. Like a Colonel Rebel doll like a or Colonel something? Colonel Rebel doll, which they don't have that anymore. Right. And I drug him all the way from one end of the end zone and turned around back before they tackled me. <laughs> they took it from me. <laughs> it took me a couple of days to get my unicycle back. But anyway, we had a great time. <laughs> but again, that, that's it's put, all in fun. Of course you it know, is. It's all in fun. I mean, me and the, the Rebel were friends. You meet these guys just like. You know the players are back when you worked at a radio television station. You knew they're y'all all friends. You could sure. play jokes on people, and that's what you do. Right. I mean, you really want to be because you know the the kids think you're real. The little kids look at him go. Yeah, there's yeah. some big kids think you're real. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, and I, but I tell you this, it has been, um, it's been an avenue to really meet some wonderful people through the years that I'm still really good friends with. You know, I, I think about. You know, my involvement today with Southern Miss, I mean, I help when I can. I try to do what I can. I try to give back where I can. You know, and I, I was just thinking on the way over here when you'd asked me to do this show. And, I, I, Kelly, I've known you a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I talked to um, – I got real, real good friends to be good friends with Kevin Green when Gabe was playing here. And a lot of that, I met people like that through people I knew from being a mascot. NFL standout Kevin Green. He's a Hall of Fame. Yeah. And um, he was in our suite when we went to the – to the um, championship game in New Orleans. And I tell you, I could just go on and on that people through the years that I got to know from being a mascot. And it was fun. I mean, I, I, I tried every game to try to do better than I did before because, I mean, Bob Snell was before me, Jeff Davidson years and years ago, if you remember Jeff, Lamar Lott, Benji, the ones you named. I yeah. mean, it was everybody did things different. I got away – you know, things were different then. You know, we had the Bonnie and Clyde's. You know, I got called to Dr. Lucas's office because I was wearing my Eagle suit in Bonnie and Clyde's drinking a long neck. Well, if you've ever been to Bonnie and Clyde's, which the was line a, was down the road. Which was a nightclub in Hattiesburg back in the 80s. But on, on Thursday night is where you ate. They, right. Miss Maggie, they put the buffet out, and, and they had the dance floor, and, I mean, everybody went. And Friday night, they would have viewings of Miami Vice. That's right. You remember that? That sure would. And people would wear yeah, the white wasn't there, you Don Dave, Johnson clothes. Yeah, and, you know, with Dave Brandon in the end zone. Right. Well, I'm thinking, how am I going to get in there and eat and not have to wait in that line? So I know. I just wear my mascot suit. They let me right in. Right in front of the line, so I'm on the I'm on the dance floor. I'm getting down, and you know, and Dr. Lucas, you know, we uh, he didn't think that was a good example for the university mascot, and I'm like, the whole university was there. <laughs> Why you want to pick on me? And I love Aubrey K. Lucas. I but, saw him the other night. But he's the so, boss. He's the boss. So yeah. I, I didn't wear it in there no more. Right. I wore it to uh, 
the end zone a couple times. Now, when people saw that particular costume that you wore, it was very frankly top heavy. Yeah, Seymour's Seymour's neck was really really tall. Yep. So how how long did it take you to be able to well, move when when the feet were really big and it was a top heavy that, costume? That, that took some time because you had to watch yourself because. You got the beak, and you got these big eyes up here. Right. Well, you're actually looking out of the beak. Right. You're not looking out the eyes. So at first, I'm kind of looking at the ceiling, <laughs> walking around. And then when you see yourself, you're like, well, you got to get used to keeping your level. Right. You know, again, these children and kids, they think this is real. So you, they always hollering at you, and then they your biggest fans. You know, so if I would go over and beak one of them, it's kind of like Brett Favre coming up to them and signing their football. You know, right? And uh, maybe mine was a little bit more popular than Brett doing something like that. Yeah, back then. They'd rather see me. It's a little kid. Even today. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, back in that time, Ted Giannoulis, who was the famous San Diego Chicken. That's right. You know, really brought the the mascot thing to a national prominence, and that that could do nothing but have helped your rendition of Seymour. Well, and it put a lot more focus on the mascots. When he did that, and then they started having the challenges with all the mascots. And he did do that, you know, because then they, they do a little bit more focus on it. And I would have to credit M.K. Turk years ago because uh, the mascots didn't do a whole lot at basketball, especially away games. And M.K. was very vocal to have the mascot and the cheerleaders at his basketball games. Well, one of the things that M.K. Turk understood was that college athletics were entertainment. That's right. And that people were going to spend money to be entertained. Well, you're exactly right. So MK did everything he Coach Turk did everything he could to give him that. I mean, because look, I, when MK was there, I mean, think about it. You couldn't get a seat in that no, coliseum. That's right. It was just, it was energizing. And there, were, and there was a difference between getting a two-point bucket via the layup <laughs> or throwing the gold 23 lob and have Derek Hamilton slam it from yeah, the ceiling. That's exactly right. Because you think of them, you're going to think of the, um, the, uh, trip to New York, you yeah. know, think of Kenny and all those guys. Right. It was just he had the perfect storm as far as a basketball team. So that back, was awesome. So back was was the mascot and these are some things we'll talk about on in our in our third segment. But I want to talk about who was the boss of the mascot? Did it fall under cheerleading? Did it fall under athletics? We're gonna talk a little bit about that. The evolution of the mascot and and some more Stories deep from the files and from the somewhat warped mind of Eric Poncho James when this Monday, July 19th edition of the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. to the top. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, home of the 895 lunch. It's been 895 for a long, long time, and with that, that includes your drink. And uh, Friday, of course, is, uh, is Catfish Friday. And the catfish over there, of course, it's Mississippi Catfish. 
but it's the breading and things that they put on it that makes it so special. And I've tried to get Slade and the guys to tell me what's in it so that, the the so, so, so that I could make it myself. But, you know, that's a highly guarded... Uh, secret at Fort Street Bar and Grill. Whatever the sporting event is on TV, they're going to have it on the TVs there at Fort Street Bar and Grill. The Olympics, of course, opening ceremonies this coming uh, Thursday, I believe, or Friday. But uh, And, of course, more and more COVID breaking out. One of the U.S. Gym- gymnastics team members has tested positive. So who knows what's going to happen with the Olympics this weekend, although there will be no spectators. But you'll be able to catch it all at 4th Street Bar and Grill. It's where Southern Miss fans go to pregame. Continuing our discussion with Eric Poncho James, we talked about prior to the break as to who the mascot answered to, so to speak. Was it the cheerleading department? Was it the athletic department? And at what point, Poncho, did it become a scholarship position like it is now and like with many junior colleges across the state? Well, it took a little while. And um, when I decided to try out for a mascot, I'm like, this is going to be great. you know. And then once I uh, was elected the mascot, you don't get anything. They clean the suit. You take it over to Rome Emmons. Remember? Um, Southern Cleaner? Right. I would take them that suit sometimes, and they think, I don't know if we can do anything with this. <laughs> I mean, you can smell it coming. <laughs> but I answered of uh, to Joe Paul. Vice President. Vice, yeah, Joe Paul was great. He Joe Paul at the time was over to cheerleaders and the mascots. And I think Joe was, um, Dr. Paul, was very instrumental in helping us secure a scholarship for the mascot. Because yeah. it, it has gotten to be a big-time position. It is. And, and, um, and back yeah. in your day... You were the mascot. You were the mascot for football, basketball, whatever else, birthday parties. Well, that's exactly right. If you would, you know, they had somebody doing some type of advertisement, you know, they would call you. There was nobody that you didn't have an agent. (laughs) You didn't have any of that stuff. So I did basketball. I did football. I did did some baseball appearances. And um, you would have some some, – Student uh, um, fundraising events and fundraising events. I'm sure that you would go to on campus. They would someone's always calling, especially birthday parties. I mean, it was a big deal to have the eagle at a birthday party, and they would make a donation or something. Or sometimes they would even pay you a little, you know, twenty or thirty dollars for for doing the birthdays. But but for you, you know? that was big time. Back oh, are then. you kidding me? I couldn't wait. Yeah, I, I could do three a day if they'd let me. But but now <laughs> but now there's maybe four or five different incarnations of a yep. mascot during one academic yep. year. My understanding is that they swap out doing some football games and stuff. Some might do a quarter. In. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine – you'd have to have four different suits because I couldn't imagine anyone getting in that suit after me because that thing, it stunk. <laughs> I mean, it really – I mean, you could clean the outside. You could do this and do that. But I'm telling them big old feet. And I, I can remember I, – and I don't know why I did this, but it was raining one day. It was storming. And this is it inside the rock and i'm talking about i could run as fast as i could and i could hit the ground and it, it got to be mud on the sideline and i could just go for about 20 yards and i tried to see if i could go for 22 yards and then i had people pushing me and outslide you yourself tell huh? what color that it, it started out as a gold uniform for, great from, time from our text line poncho uh from the 601 area code poncho was song leader uh on buses to away usm games after his career uh, from the hotel to the stadium, there was one trip that this listener remembers was at College Station in Texas A&M where Brett Favre's parents were on the bus 
also. I was going to ask you if that was Bonita texting that. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you because we, yeah, I got highly involved because you get to know these people, but then you know they just know your name. They've never seen your face. You don't go out in public. Thank goodness. This is yeah, and that I got the radio face, <laughs> just like you, Kelly. Yes. That's why you don't do TV no more. Right. But anyway, so. I mean, we would go on these trips. The Eagle Club would put these together. And, you mean, it was the best time. I mean, it was so much fun. We would sing, and we would just – and I, I appreciate them. Tell them uh, thank you for, for remember bringing back that memory because, yeah, I do remember those times, and those are – those are good times. Now, when you had Fun the times. when you had the music blaring on up Highway Forty Nine to the to the the pep rally in McGee, and then on to the football game in Jackson, what sort of music would have been blaring? It would have been time? probably Boston, okay. something like Boston. You know, you get um, the Michael Morgan's nod of approval uh, there. Yeah, thank you, Morgan. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I. I'm going out fishing the other day on my boat with my daughter, who is a freshman at Southern. Who caught a 221-pound swordfish. 211.211 swordfish. She did. um, But she did it herself. Nobody touched a rod, I mean, because you couldn't. And um, she placed in the Mongo Tour, and now she uh, fished in, I don't, you know, she fished in Biloxi, big game. It was her first major tournament, and she won – I think she went seven for 13 on swordfish, which is pretty strong. 211 so pounds swordfish. They all talk, who is that? Little, I mean, she don't weigh 120 pounds. 115. I mean, yeah. she's 19 years old. She loves a student at Southern fish. now. Right? She's a student at Southern. And what, what I was getting at is her playlist consists of Johnny Cash to Boston to Van Halen to uh, George Strait. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm thinking this is the best playlist. I wonder if she, did she do this just for me. But if you get in her Jeep, you hear the same. It's the same thing. All right. So let's talk about the continued evolution of the mascot. Has political correctness, Poncho, ruined mascots as we used to know them? If it hasn't, it's going to. I couldn't imagine being a mascot today because the people they get their feelings hurt so easy. You can't say or do anything, you know. And it's just I don't understand it. I mean, we are good people, you know. I don't think. I don't know if I have a friend with a racist bone in him. I don't think that. I mean, I just think that the things you hear in today is just insane. It's crazy. They take things too seriously. It's just, look, why can't football be fun again? You know, because I'm like everybody else. You know, when I went to a football game, look, that was our four hours to enjoy ourselves. You don't talk about politics. You don't care about politics. You don't, and I mean, look. Let the politicians do their job. Don't tell us how to live our lives. But, but, but it's, 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 you're right, though. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just really feel so bad for the people that's kind of coming up behind us. Because you talked about the story at uh, against Ole Miss where you dragged the Colonel Rebel doll. Oh, they would you, take that in a different way. They would say that I was, you know, hey, it was a noose or something. I mean, it was just, it's just, it's just times have changed. You got to tiptoe around. Uh, a public university now it's just i just don't understand but i think that enough people are starting to say you know what well, this is crazy you know we we're not that way let's why can't we all just get along but you but know? when you t- when you take a look at, at at southern miss for example when when you were there and and brett Favre was the quarterback and whatnot hattiesburg's population was less than it is now but attendance was more That's all right? right you fast fast forward to this time period well uh, uh, the population of Hattiesburg has grown significantly, but the crowds have gotten smaller, which leads me to the question, is this antiseptic environment that we live in 
killing sports in general, which is which is supposed to be a knockdown, drag out. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Yeah. Second place doesn't get a trophy. Only the winner survives. And, and that's the way it ought to be. You know, who's to say what's going on or who's to say what's going to happen? Will Hall said the other night I went to a little uh, function he had or he was invited to. He was there and he was speaking. He said, look, guys, I've got everything I need to win. I don't need anything. What I need is our fans to come back. Back in the nasty bunch days, you couldn't go down Hardy Street without them having eagle fever on a window. You know what I mean? I mean, that was just I mean, because it was all football. It wasn't a little bit football and a lot politics. It wasn't a little bit this, a little bit. It was all football, all, all basketball or baseball. What makes, in your opinion, Will Hall different than maybe the last two or three coaches at Southern Miss? You, you know, every coach... And, and my wife would tell you, I'm so tired of getting to be good friends with a coach's wife because they're gone. You know, and, and I understand what Wanda's saying. But, you know, Larry Fedora, I will never forget when Larry's first game, we got crushed. I forget who we was even playing. But we were tailgating out there where they've got dorms now. You remember, we used to tailgate out there. So, I mean, it was after the game. And we, it was kind of like an Ole Miss moment. We got killed, but we partied anyway. You know what I mean? That's the way I saw Miss. Doesn't matter. I have a feeling, Poncho James, that you didn't. You never met a party you didn't like. <laughs> I can tell you, we all sitting around there, and it was almost midnight. And this guy walks up and says, "Hey, thank y'all so much for coming to this game. I want y'all to hang in there with me." And it was Larry Fedora, and that that was Larry Fedora. And then, you know, Todd Munkin was a little different because Todd was um, Todd was a little bit more. Not, I'm not saying Larry wasn't a family man. Larry was a fan man. He really loved his fans, and Todd. He's focused on football. He's focused on winning. Ellis was a great guy. I like. I think the world of Ellis. Um, it was a bad situation as well. Um, but all the coaches that have been through, Jay Hobson, you know, uh, Jay was a really good personality, but every one of them are different. Will Hall is almost a whole package meeting him. He's a great guy, and I'm excited to see him come. And you're looking – you're probably more so than a lot of – prior seasons. You're gung-ho about this I'm year. I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, Poncho James, always good to have you here. And I know there's the stories never end. And so you know you're welcome back to the Eagle Hour anytime. Thank you, Kel. I guess you just mail me a check. It, it, that's, it's, it's in the mail, proverbially. <laughs> in our final segment, we're going to take a look. According to CBS Sportsline, the Conference USA football coaches, which ones are safe regardless of what happens this coming season? What coaches might be in a little bit of trouble? We'll peel back the onion and talk about that as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Still to come later this week, we'll be talking with Hattiesburg uh, resident Shay Lott, who is going to be a Conference USA football official this year. We'll talk about uh, the training that they are going through, getting ready for the season. As usual, our, our input from Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation and the Professor Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. They'll join us uh, later on in the week as well, as will Bob Getty and Luke Johnson be rejoining us uh, later in the week come Thursday. All right. 
Conference USA coaches going into the football season that might already be on the hot seat. This was comprised or composed rather by CBS Sports and breaking down all the coaches they gave each coach zero through a five rating. Zero meaning that the coach is untouchable. Regardless of what happens this year, everything is going to be fine. Don't even talk about uh, firing this person. And the only team whose coach is untouchable, according to CBS Sports, is Bill Clark at UAB. Now, he's gone 34-16 and 16 in his career at UAB, and you can certainly see why they would say that he is absolutely untouchable. Now, you might think, wait a minute, Will Hall just got on the job. How in the world could he be on the hot seat? He's not. All right? So let's go back to the rating again. Zero is untouchable. If you got a one rating, according to CBS Sportsline, you're safe and secure. And Will Hall obviously gets that number one rating. We'll break these down in just a second. If the coaches were given a two, it was meaning all is good for now. Okay? Things could happen, but for now, everything's okay. If you got a three rating, the pressure is mounting to win. If you got a four, you better win, or you could be in trouble. And then a five is if the slightest thing goes wrong, you're gone. All right, so we mentioned that Bill Clark at UAB is listed as untouchable. Win now or be fired, the only coach in Conference USA that got a five rating was Dana Dimmel at UTEP. And when you look at his record at UTEP, they're five and 27, all right, under his leadership. Now, they've got a lot of starters back on both sides of the ball, but there's no mistake, according to Conference or check that CBS Sports, that Dana Dimmel of UTEP is on the hot seat. They better win this year or he will be gone. The other two guys that are feeling a little bit of pressure, according to CBS Sportsline, are Rick Stockstill at Middle Tennessee. He's been there 15 years and is the dean of coaches in Conference USA for football. And his 15-year record is 94-92. and 92. All right, so he's been given a three rating, meaning that the pressure is mounting. The other one that got a three rating is Butch Davis at FIU. Now, remember, Butch Davis was a highly heralded NFL coach and college coach at Miami. All right. Now at FIU, he's only compiled a record of 23 and 21. All right. So that's not necessarily anything to write home about, especially when you're making the type of income that he is making. So to recap, the ones with the most pressure, winner be fired, Dana Dimmel at UTEP, pressure mounting for Rick Stockstill at Middle Tennessee, and Butch Davis at FIU. According to CBS Sportsline, only one coach untouchable, that's Bill Clark at UAB. Then the ones who are safe and secure are your three new head coaches, which includes Will Hall at Southern Miss, Ricky Rainey at ODU, at Old Dominion. He's in his first year, as is Charles Huff for Marshall. So the three rookies are getting a safe and secure rating. Mike Bloomgren of Rice is getting a safe and secure rating of one, even though he has compiled a 7-23 and record. Will Healy at Charlotte gets a safe and secure record, or has a safe and secure rating of one, with an overall record of 9-10. and And Jeff Trailer of UTSA, 
has a safe and secure rating. He's been there one year with a 7-5 and five record, but all indications are, if you believe prognosticators and people who follow this much more closely, that UTSA is going to be a force in the Western Division of Conference USA. The four coaches that got all is good for now, but these would be some guys to look out for, is Seth Luttrell at North Texas. All right, he has a 31-31 and 31 record, so that's not up or down. But uh, he could be switched from a 2 to a 3, 4, or 5 next year if things don't get better. Skip Holtz at Louisiana Tech, all good for now, 61-41 and 41 record. Willie Taggart at FAU, he's only been there one year, but he has a 5-4 and four record. And then Tyson Helton at Western Kentucky, 14-11. and 11. So, safe and secure, Will Hall at Southern Miss. And, of course, why not? Just uh, got started on the job, and Southern Miss fans looking forward to the upcoming football season. We're looking forward to upcoming shows on the Eagle Hour this week. Again, I'll be here with Michael Mergens tomorrow and Wednesday. Then Bob Getty and Luke Johnson will rejoin us on Thursday and Friday. Thanks to all of you across the state who join us on our Super Talk Mississippi network of stations, and you can download this show on any available formats. Have a great day, and until tomorrow, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.